set on the slot back. Solomon in the hole there. Running backs are split behind Montana. Third and three. He has the ball. Montana rolling out the right. Looking toward the end zone. Throwing under pressure. Throws his pass. Caught by Clark. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show. Thank you all once again for tuning in. This week's show is brought to you by the 49ers Paradise Store, and in particular, the Mitchell Ness 49ers Paradise Throwback Store. You won't want to miss the sale that begins tomorrow in the 49ers Paradise Mitchell Ness Store with 20 to 50% off Mitchell Ness wear, including authentic replica throwback jerseys. It's something that is not going to be duplicated this year, so be sure to get into the 49ers Paradise Mitchell and Ness store. Just click the Mitchell and Ness links that will appear on the 49ers Paradise main page towards the top right-hand side, or follow any of the links to the 49ers Paradise store, because you will not want to miss this sale that begins Tuesday, September 12th. Alright folks, that brings us to this week's show, and Right off the bat, I want to let you know about a brand new feature to 49ers Paradise, or rather, a redesigned feature. The new picture gallery, which is available through any of the navigation bar links under the sideline heading, Uh, click on Pick Gallery, and you can get a load of photos from the 49ers' most recent activities, whether it's a game, a press conference, etc. It is updated throughout the day throughout the games so as pictures are taken they're put up online and they are sent directly to 49ers Paradise so you'll definitely want to check out the new picture gallery it's also got a great archive of some past 49er greats and well not so greats but you will not want to miss out on checking out the new 49ers Paradise photo gallery once again you can get to it from the sidelines category in the navigation bar on any of the pages on 49ers Paradise So this week I have a question here from Rob in Sydney, Australia. Rob's writing a long way and he read about the injuries to the 49ers offensive line that occurred in this past week. And um, Larry Allen and uh, Jonas Jennings will be unable to practice this week and most likely both will be out for this week's game at the very least. So Rob was wondering what the situation is and how the 49ers will be able to get along without these two players who are um, obviously going to be a big part of the 49ers plans this season and in particular opening up holes for running back Frank Gore and protecting Alex Smith. Now my perspective is that this is a huge loss for the team and I don't think that's surprising at all although Tony Raggi stepped in quite admirably for uh, his share of his of the snaps this past week, and the team has Adam Snyder waiting there in the in you know the background. I do think the loss of Allen and Jennings is a huge loss to this team. Now, it's going to impact the passing game more than the running game is my prediction because I do believe that they'll be able to scheme around it a lot better in the run game. But if at the end of the day pass protection isn't there for Alex Smith, we're in big trouble. Now, I do think that the 49ers do have a lot more depth at the offensive line position than they did last season, and that's a good thing. But if one more player goes down, we are going to be seeing some serious, serious trouble from the line. The other issue is we have some players there. These are big guys. They need to be rotated to keep fresh, and it's going to be harder and harder to rotate these guys as these injuries pile up. So, MRIs have not come back yet, but we're hoping that both of these players will not be out too long. Allen has uh, 
a um, MCL strain. Sorry for the brain uh, squash there for a second. Alan has an MCL sprain, and uh, it's undetermined how long he'll be out for. And Jennings has a high ankle sprain, which he did come back and play with, but uh, as those things stiffen up, and they do tend to linger, it could be a rough, rough outing for him as well. That's going to be a huge blow for the team. Of course, I want to get into this week's game, and in in general, uh, despite the fact that the 49ers lost 34-27, to I do think there were a lot of very positive takeaways from this game, and still a lot of areas where this team can improve. So, 34-27 to sounds like a high-scoring affair, and it was pretty high-scoring, and that was mainly because neither defense held up much of a fight against either team. In fact, the 49ers probably left up an extra 17 points on the board, or off the board, which they could have had between uh, near... Well, an interception that was dropped by Sammy Davis. It was a sure thing and very easily could have been turned up the field and gone the other way for seven. A missed field goal by Joe Nedney and a touchdown called back uh, due to a Quaim Harris penalty. Um, so all that amounted to 17 points, and I'm not saying that um, if the team had been able to score those 17 points they would have won the game because who really knows but uh, certainly the 49ers offense had the potency to win this game and uh, just like Arizona did actually win the game and their offense was uh, our defense was no match for them and quite frankly I'm, I'm not surprised by that I was not expecting the 49ers defense to even play as well as they did and that's after giving up 34 points so that has to say something um 21 of Arizona's for, uh, 34 points came in the first quarter. So that does show that the 49ers defense did progress throughout the game. Where they did excel is in stuffing the run, and that was not surprising to me either. They did a very good job of containing Edgar and James, held him to under three yards a carry, really looked good against the run. Problem was, the pass just killed them. In the first half, there was no pass rush to be found anywhere, and uh, that picked up in the second half through a you know a bit better play and a little bit more scheming and hopefully the 49ers will be able to get that consistent pass rush going throughout the game because 21 points is a, a lot of points to spot a team or even 14 points is a lot of points to spot a team and expect to win and the pass rush had a lot to do with that now Walt Harris had a very good game in the defensive backfield he batted down a couple passes he forced a fumble had a sack he had a good outing but aside from him the defensive backfield struggled big time now Keith Lewis made a play or two here and there but really the 49ers cornerbacks and safeties were no match for the firepower of the Arizona Cardinals which really makes you wonder how the team would rack up against somebody like the Colts um, I, it's something I, I don't think I would want to have to see. Now, that being said, I do think the 49ers could have won this game, and I think they're going to be in that situation a whole lot this year. I think they're going to put up an effort that's good enough to win most games, but not quite able to win those games, and I think the team will have to find out how to win. If you remember back to the last time the 49ers sort of sucked and came around and got better and better under Steve Mariucci, they had to find out how to win. They had to teach themselves that. And um, it's not enough to simply be talented or simply have a better game plan. There is um, the You need to have that extra something in the NFL. And um, while the 49ers certainly played four quarters for the first time in a very long time and they went all the way out to the very last snap, it wasn't enough. 
and they'll have to find a way not to kill themselves, not to, you know, have five or six penalties, and not to have those penalties at opportune time, calling back touchdowns or taunting or too many men on the field. Those are all penalties that just shouldn't have happened, and certainly not when they did happen. Um, Those are things that will help this team win, but they're going to have to find out how to do that, and they don't know how right now. Um, On the offensive side of the ball, I thought I was very impressed with the offensive line. Even with uh, Jennings and Allen out, the offensive line gave Smith adequate protection, perhaps even better than that, and opened up the holes for the run game, and that was so much better than anything I had seen last season. I really just have to say hats off to them. Now, that being said, it's going to be, as I mentioned off the top of the show, a little bit more difficult to keep doing, especially if Allen and Jennings can't come back to action and come back healthy and soon, because those two big men were a big reason why the 49ers were able to control the line of scrimmage as well as they did on the offensive side of the ball. Alex Smith looked like a completely different player from last year. He looked a lot more like he did in the first game of the preseason. The team rolled him out, used the gadget plays, misdirections, and you know what? It worked. Smith was in a comfort zone. You could see he was making the tough throws. He was making good decisions with the ball um, and and had good clock management skills too. So I really think Alex Smith has come a long way. And if he continues to grow along these paces and is able to show showcase that talent on a week-to-week consistent basis, then we have a real quarterback and we can be probably pretty confident in his abilities consistency is going to be the key and he's got to continue to learn don't get me wrong he absolutely has to continue to learn and get better but coming from where he was last year this was a mammoth of an improvement now there's no way i could talk about this game without mentioning frank gore because this guy was an animal out there in both the pass game and the running game frank gore lit it up two touchdowns he was really, really a huge asset for the offense. 5.6 yards a carry. This guy is something that the 49ers were lacking since Garrison Hurst left the team. And um, quite frankly, gave the team quite enough reason to let go of Kevin Barlow. And now you see why. Of course, durability is a big concern with Frank Gore. Will he be able to last the season? That's a huge question. If he can, though... And if the offensive line can give him enough to make plays, then we're talking about a running back who's a serious back, can seriously hold his own in the NFL, and uh, gives the 49ers that two-dimensional threat that they absolutely need. I would also like to mention that the receivers were pretty quiet. Antonio Bryant ended up with 116 or so yards. I think it was 116. And... um, he would have had probably another 40 on that touchdown pass that was called back. He had a good outing, but was completely shut out of the first half. And uh, Brian Gilmore didn't do much, and Arnez Battle had a great punt return, but other than that, was not very involved in the passing game. Vernon Davis at uh, tight end caught his first pass, torn it upfield, touchdown. It was beautiful to see, and again, this is something that I'm hoping we're going to see a lot of Vernon do, but if he also drops and fumbles the passes as he did this past game, then he's going to have to learn to control that issue because there's no way you can get by in the NFL fumbling and dropping passes like he did out there. I understand he's a rookie, and um, he'll take some time to join, but he's got to catch the pass first, make the big play second. 
And if he can get that in his head, then we may be able to get those big, big plays on a more consistent basis and still move the chains when we have to. Speaking of moving the chains, the 49ers had nine opportunities on third down and did not convert one first down in those situations. Now, unlike last year when they didn't convert first downs for much of a game, they were converting first downs on first and second, but they weren't able to pick up the third down conversions, and that's crucial. The team has to get there on third downs on both sides of the ball. The other rookie I want to mention is Manny Lawson, who did a pretty good job of being around the ball, getting to the quarterback, not a, not for any sacks, but getting pressure on him, and you could see his speed. You could also see Vernon Davis's speed. These guys are fast, and... Um, there's no doubt that the 49ers really want to have a fast team this year, and that's sort of what Mike Nolan has been striving for with his club. So some real athletes, and it's going to be fun to watch these guys grow. I'm certainly a lot more excited about this team now than I was last year at this time. Despite winning the first game last year, I think that the 49ers showcased so much more talent and so much more, I hate the word potential, but I'm going to use it, potential, that uh, this season will hopefully be a lot more exciting, even if it's not as winning. There's definitely progress happening, and um, all around, just upbeat, really, really happy to see that the 49ers have a plan, seem to be executing it, and uh, hopefully it'll turn out to be some wins. Now, that being said, I do want to invite all of you to call in to the 49ers podcast show. You can do so by calling any of the local numbers available by clicking the phone link in the top right-hand corner of the main page of 49ers Paradise or from San Francisco, dial 415-354-1083, press 1 and dial 1-747-628-7149 and the number sign. Remember, there are lots of other local calling numbers from throughout the United States or email me at brian at 49ersparadise.cjb.net. Ask your questions, share your comments, and let's get this podcast to be ever so interactive. I do want to mention that I'm trying to line up a special guest for an upcoming show. I know it's something that uh, all of you will like if I can make happen, and uh, it's certainly going to raise the value of these shows that much more. Also, with the season now underway, I'm hoping that I'll be able to get the shows out on a weekly instead of a bi-weekly basis, and uh, as I did last year, that should make things a lot easier. Look for my article in the administrative and forum and corner writer section of the forum. It's uh, up there reviewing this past week's game, as well as look for my articles throughout the week on realfootball365.com. I would also be remiss if I did not mention the day, and today is September 11th. It's the fifth year anniversary of the attacks on the United States. Um, most of you know I am Canadian, um, but I have very, very strong feelings towards, um, positive feelings towards the United States, and there, it hurt definitely to see what happened on September 11th, five years ago, and it still hurts today. I, I know that it can happen anywhere. I know that my country has been susceptible to terrorism over the past five years, and they've, you know, put away um, al-Qaeda terrorists, and I know that it's not the same magnitude as what's occurred throughout the world, and in particularly the U.S., um, but I know that it hurts, and I it hurts to see it happen to such amazing neighbors, because the U.S. really does not get the credit it deserves up here in Canada. Um, a lot of people, don't get me wrong, probably the silent majority 
really respect what goes on down there and really respect the neighbors for what it is. But unfortunately, there are a few people, um, and they're an unspoken or a very loudly spoken group, um, and not the majority by any stretch of the imagination, but unfortunately, very loudly spoken. And they, they argue that, you know, the U.S. isn't the way we don't want to be best friends with and so on and so forth, and I think it's completely wrong. There's no doubt that the United States is the best friend that Canada could ever have, and um, to express anything but sympathy towards the country on this day is just just devastating. Um, so I want to say profoundly, I I really, really feel for anybody who lost a friend, a relative, um, in either combat or on the events five years ago today. It's something that shouldn't happen. It's an unfortunate circumstance of today's world, and, and really, I don't have the words for it, but I do want to thank everyone out there who's fought for our freedom, who's been there and part of an emergency task force, part of emergency services, and anybody out there who's ever spoken up um, for the right of freedom. So thank you all. Um, keep fighting the fight because most people are behind you. And, um, you know, the country is obviously split Democrat-Republican. And should they fight in a war? Should they not fight in a war? That's besides the fact. fact of the matter is that every, everybody you could possibly speak to supports the troops that are out there and supports the fact that whether or not this war should or should not be happening, that's up to each individual to decide. And I would m never make an attempt to convince you one way or another. Um, but I do strongly feel that everybody should support the troops and should put their their energy behind, behind making sure that these guys and girls out there know that we support them and that we're there for them because they are doing a, an extremely honorable task and they are fighting for our freedom. So thank you seriously and profoundly from all of us to all the people who are serving in any capacity and helping making this world a better and safer place. I did write a couple articles and poems back in 2002 on the one-year anniversary, and they're posted in today's Hot Off the Press if anybody wants to reread them. But that's the closest I've actually been able to come to putting words to how I feel about the situation. And um, I hope all of you remember what it was like on that day. And don't let anything stand in the way of preventing that from happening again. Because it should absolutely not happen again. It's just not the way any situation should ever be handled. It should never come to that. And one way or another, I'm sorry for rambling here, but one way or another, we all have to find a way to stop terrorism. So thank you all for tuning in. I'm sorry to end on such a somber note. I hope my ramblings did not um, go on for too long, but hopefully they were worthwhile. Until next time, be sure to check out all the great news on 49ers Paradise. Have a great week, and let's kick it up a notch for the next game against the Rams.